great movie. I, one of our family favorites. It's just one like. of those like weird things. It's just like <clears throat> every family just has weird movies that they watch all the time. It's like, you haven't seen this? No, no one has. And I, oh, that's right. Our fa- yeah, What do we have? Like the original Yours, Mine, and Ours, and um, Gross Point Blank. Gross Point Blank. Princess Bride, but I feel like everybody, every uh, that's family. That's a well-known cult classic, but then we have... But yeah, as our family goes, yeah, we have those first two. Well, there's like one more we have as a family that we just love. Home Alone. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what our third one was. Like, yeah, it's like... I know, and then I have a bunch of weird niche ones, like talking to, my, talking to Shiloh. I'm just like, you've never seen You've Got Mail? Because Kylie and I used to watch that all the time. I want that once ever. Well, it's just because uh, Kylie was stronger than me in every sense of the word for most of our lives. She's so like, I just we kinda, are watching this. So if I wanted to watch a movie, I kind of had to tag along to whatever she was watching, and I ended up watching You've Got Mail a lot. Uh, and no Titanic though. You somehow skipped no that Titanic, one. but lots of Gross Point Blank. Like every time I'm with Kylie, like she's like, we should watch Gross Point Blank. I'm like, yeah, we should. Yeah. That's great. Well. Hopefully, uh, you know, it's getting darker soon. Daniel can might begin to sign some Chug down soon. some three-hour movies. Yep. I got some good ones I'm going to sign you. Sure, sure. Really good ones, though. Not just, like, ones that are meh, but I mean some good ones. All right. Are we ready to get the show on the road here? Yeah, I think okay. we're ready. All right. Yeah, I got to get to a movie tonight, so let's get this going. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies. And we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across me here is Daniel. I'm Buck. And today, yes, we are talking the new, latest addition to the Terminator franchise. So let's sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's... Uh, I don't know if we're going to the future in this one. Let's go to the present day. Present day. Or the past for the future war. Day of the future or the past of the past war, future war, past. Exactly. A war that might not even happen anymore. It's sometimes happening, sometimes it's not happening. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Daniel. Before we get started here, let's talk about what we are drinking this week. Yep. Uh, this week was Jordan's week to bring beer for beer and tell so jordan what did you bring us so this week i was trying to find something that either had robots on the front or maybe just a winter ale because you know we're getting into that season it's funny because you brought something with freddie mercury on the front which i would think is the farthest thing away from a robot well i'm getting to it okay i was looking for one of those two things a new winter ale or yeah something with a robot on it since we're talking some terminator but then i spotted this uh sitting on the shelf here bohemian rip city from Sasquatch Brewing Company. And yeah, it's a Pilsner. And I don't know, I, just, I love the artwork so much. It's Freddie Mercury. Um, looks like uh, from the uh, AIDS Festival. And he's wearing a blazer jersey. Live Aid. Live Aid. <laughs> Live Aid and AIDS Festival have two separate connotations. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, but yeah, no, pretty good. I actually thought you said you got, you got a stout, so I drank it. I'm like, this doesn't taste like a stout or a porter. And it says no. Pilsner. I'm like, it says Pilsner oh. right there on the side. I know, I didn't read it. All right, so yeah. All right, cool, cool. Mm. Pretty mm. good, though. That is tasty. Yeah, I was going to go darker, but then I saw that. I'm like, oh, that is cool. I mean, it's pretty sweet. 
All right. So why don't we uh, get into some movie news here, Daniel? What do you got for us this week? <clears throat> this week in movie news, we've got a few. Uh, essentially, these are in batches. There's Batman news. There's HBO news. And I thought I had one more batch, but I guess not. So actually, first, we're going to actually start out with trailers because there was a couple Netflix trailers that came out that we just watched. One's for The Witcher series starring Henry Cavill. Cavill. And I had you just watch it. I'm super excited for this Netflix series. Like It comes out uh, in a little over a month. comes out December 20th. But I'm super excited. Everything that uh, they've shown looks good. Like I've played the games. I've never read any of the books, but this just looks solid yes no this looks pretty awesome i just watched the uh before we started here the new trailer they put out and it looks very promising i like everything i see it looks like it's got good direction and yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it and based off a series i hope that's a good sign that you know there'll be some good story there at least you know they have some good source material to fall back on right but yeah i am looking forward to checking this out it doesn't come out till just before christmas but yeah i know hey, something, like, something to watch during the holidays absolutely when you're trying to get away from your family i'll just be like i'm still rapping it's been three hours shut up <laughs> yeah just don't worry a little longer don't worry about it don't worry about it okay and then the next other uh or there's anything else that you wanted to say no, I think that's good. I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing it here in a month and a half. Same here. Um, and then we also got the trailer for the Green Eggs and Ham Netflix series, yeah, which fun. definitely is geared towards children. But I kind of like liked the animation style that they have, and it just looks like it's going to be a fun excuse for them to walk through uh, a bunch of different. I, I like some the yeah, non 3D animation once in a while. Yeah, and it, it looks fun. It looks the animation is sharp still. Yeah, I think like I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know because I'm definitely going to check out a couple episodes when it comes out. So hopefully it'll be fun to just ch chill out and watch. It just looks like something that's going to be a good time, whether you have kids or whether if you're an adult who just likes animation. All right. So moving on here. So I actually, so a couple Batman castings broke. Oh, really? Uh, one, I think both of them broke today. But one, we have Andy Serkis in talks to play Alfred in the upcoming Batman movie. Wait, Andy Serkis? Andy Serkis. Gollum? Gollum. Um, you know, he played Claw. Claw and Avengers. What? Alfred, though? Yeah, I mean, they kind of... I could see him as a villain. <laughs> like, that would be cool. But Alfred? I don't know. Like, it just depends. Like, I guess, like, I don't want Alfred to be super, super old. Usually, most of the time, like, because he's, they've developed him, like, into a very, who used to be, like, a soldier, like, a very capable character, so it's fun to see, like, 50s, 60s well, Alfred. That's why I like Jeremy Irons when he was Alfred. Yeah, for that, that one movie. For the one movies. movie. One Maybe or, we yeah. saw him in a second movie. I don't remember. Definitely BVS. Yeah, so I think it'll kind of be, like, around that age. I'm like, Andy Serkis is obviously a little younger than Jeremy Irons, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. So I just thought that was interesting. That broke today. And also, yeah, now even even weirder, more weird, is Colin Farrell is also now in talks to play the Penguin. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like two out of nowhere castings that I'm just like, all right. I'm just like, I'm still looking forward to I seeing. Mean, I, I, would love, I mean, he's kind of made a comeback in other entity or entity. Is that the word I'm looking for? Other arenas. As far as like indie films, but yeah, I would, the lobster that I would love to see him make more of a comeback though. So to see him in a Batman movie would be cool. 
Yeah, you know, I do like Colin Farrell movies a lot. Like in Bruges is pretty sweet. And he's, you know, he landed, he's in the uh, Fantastic Beast franchise, at least in the first one. I don't know. I haven't seen the second one. I don't know if he survives or if something happens to his character. I don't even remember. It's been so long since I saw that. So I just thought that was kind of weird. Like, okay, so we got two out of nowhere characters, like in talks for characters that you wouldn't think they'd be in talks for. But it makes for an interesting, like, you know, interesting rumor mill. And, I don't know, I'm just really looking forward to seeing Robert Pattis- Patterson as Batman. And I'm just very intrigued by how this whole project. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. And then the last thing I want to hit on is HBO Max, the upcoming like HBO, like the bigger, better HBO go. Um, they actually have the writer and producer for the Green Lantern movie that Ryan Reynolds was in. <laughs> He's writing a, a Green Lantern series for HBO Max, which mm. I thought was kind of weird. Considering the movie he wrote wasn't very good. Yeah. So I'm like, I do like the character Green Lantern. But hey, you know, when uh, X-Men 3 doesn't work out too well, you know what you do is a decade later, you bring back the same writer to write Dark Phoenix. Because yeah, that's not, a good idea. Not even X-Men Dark Phoenix, just Dark Phoenix. People will get it. Except for nerds. And the only other thing I wanted to add about HBO Max is I just think like how like streaming service, how much they pay to acquire series is interesting. Uh, HBO Max acquired the rights to South Park and three additional seasons exclusively on HBO Max when it launches for five reported 500 to 550 million dollars. Oh, yeah. I mean, Good for uh, good for Park. Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah, if they're not oh. already rich as hell already, they're oh, that's sort of retirement fun right there. Yeah, so I just thought that was crazy. I'm like, just it's a that's a boatload of money, a literal boatload that's, of money. Dude, we've got to start writing stuff, Daniel, and uh, and then have it be on air for over twenty years. So we got to start somewhere. <laughs> so that's pretty much all the big news. I have one quick little caveat, though, in case nobody, in case you haven't heard, Verizon is offering new and uh, existing customers a free year of Disney Plus when it comes out in a week. Wow. So I think you just have to follow a link on their website. I don't really know. We're not sponsored by them, just so you know. I wish. So check it out. I know my girlfriend already signed up, so she's getting it. Oh, really? In a week. Yeah, she had Verizon. I'm like, sweet. So I've been telling everybody I knew who has Verizon. We, unfortunately, neither of us do. And I'm not switching carriers for it. <laughs> I'm not either, just because I get a sweet deal right now that I would rather just you and I split thirty five apiece. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I, get, I would make up for that tenfold than switching carriers. Exactly. But yeah, if you got it, go check it out. Cool. All right. Well, we're gonna move on here, Daniel, to other junk we saw this week. I've got at least two things I've seen this week. One was the movie I was assigned, and the other one was a Scorsese film. I've actually seen a few things this week. I did. I actually watched Terminator Three, but we'll just tie that all into Terminator Talk. That's a good idea. But yeah, I watched a. Scorsese. Also weird that you watched Terminator Three, even though they specifically said it wasn't even chronological anymore. I don't know. I just felt like watching something. We'll get into it. Okay. All right, Jordan. So I guess I'll start with other junk I've seen this week is I watched something I'd never seen before, and I can't believe it's taken me this long to watch it, but I actually 
saw Watchmen for the first time. About time. And this is something that like, I was pretty drunk when I was watching this movie. <laughs> and I think you should be. Because I'm like, this is weird. It is one of the most batshit crazy movies I've ever seen. <laughs> like, especially when you're like, especially you're so used to like the formulaic like superhero movies. You know? And I think, I don't know when this came out. Like, this came out like maybe at the beginning of the Marvel movies. Um... Because the first one was 2009, I want to say. So the only Iron Man had been put out. So they don't even have a universe. They just have a movie. Okay. But I'm like, this movie was crazy. Like, I I enjoyed it. Like, it was very cool, very stylized. I just... I haven't watched it in years. I saw it once or twice in theaters. I've seen it at least once on video. But it's been quite some time. I remember just being, at least at the time, blown away by it. Just how stylized it was. Yeah. Um... Because that was a Zach... That was a Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder film, yeah. Uh, I just love certain characters in it, too. Like, I love the owl. Yeah. Was I thought it, he... I know, they're it, all just it, like... Was it called Night Owl? What was his name? I think he's just called Night Owl. Night Owl? Uh, he was cool. Um, the lady that he ends up hooking up with... Well, I forget. I don't know. It's been so long. The Silk Spectre. She was cool. I liked her character. Yeah, I liked, I liked all of them. Um, it's just really a weird, quirky, kind of like team but it's not really a team and i also like just the backdrop of like americana like was it like supposed to be like the 80 85 mm-hmm. when the movie takes place and it runs you through some An quick alternate history. alternate universe where america won vietnam war yeah because of dr manhattan and the comedian just fucking shit up yeah, i had like seen a blue dong <laughs> i mean i knew that was happening i'm like he's a higher being he's just naked all the time i get it <laughs> But um, I don't know. I, the reason I watched this was because HBO has a Watchmen series that treats the comic. I don't think it's it's more the comic than the Zack Snyder movie, but that's history. And this is like a world, like a modern day world that the Watchmen actually happened. So I've been gearing up to kind of check that out. But I'm like, I should probably at least watch the movie. I have the comic book, too, that I'm going to check out. So this all just kind of get me familiar with what the hell is going on. Yeah. Well, cool. Is that it's on Netflix right now? No, it's not on Netflix. I actually was, I ended up buying it because I got a digital copy for like four or five dollars, and renting it was four dollars. Okay. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. Oh, cool. All right. So I was assigned a film this week. Daniel assigned me a movie streaming on Netflix. Well, it's an original Netflix movie, so duh. Called The Laundromat, starring Gary Oldman, Benicia del Toro. Or excuse me, Antonia Banderas, <laughs> Sharon Stone, Meryl Streep, and a bunch of others, but those are the big ones. Yeah. So yes, it's streaming on Netflix right now. Directed by and Daniel left this part out last week. Directed by Steven Soderbergh. You didn't tell me it was a Steven Soderbergh film. I didn't notice. All right. Well, directed by Steven Soderbergh, who's made a lot of classics, uh, the Ocean's trilogy. Uh, Full Frontal, Daniel's favorite, Magic Mike. I've never seen that. Sure. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Definitely not Magic Mike XL. I have seen that one. I, I, st- I haven't seen either of them. But yeah, so, yes. Yeah, I, it, interesting movie. Definitely uh, very Steven Soderbergh. Definitely stylish. Kind of reminded me of like, the stylishness of Oceans a little bit. A little bit. Like, it's definitely just a stylized movie. And 
Gary Oldman, no matter what he's in, even if he's in good, bad, he's always awesome. Oh, I loved watching him and Antonio Banderas together. I thought that was perfect. Yes. It so was yes, good. it's based off a true story. Um, but yeah, it was interesting seeing all these different um, scenarios, all these different things happening, and how they kind of came together. Yeah, I mean, overall, yeah, I enjoyed watching this. Um, yeah, it's pretty heavy in some sense. It's some pretty- some ways. I, I I don't know. Like I I know what's going on, and then I don't. I guess it's like I don't know exactly how it everything works out per se as far as like what makes this part over here legal and this stuff illegal and I'm still like don't know how all that kind of yeah, stuff this works. Yeah, this thing like the set like the the I, so the atmosphere of the movie I really liked the style stylized version of it I liked Antonio Banderas like all the actors were pretty great. Oh, David Schwimmer too. Oh yeah, so all of them were pretty great. The execution not perfect. So it could have used a little bit more finesse so you could actually understand more of those like little niches of like why it's illegal and why this isn't illegal. Yeah, I needed a little bit more of that yeah. rather than just being told that these guys are bastards. Right. I needed a little more like why yeah. meaning behind it. <laughs> like I mean, I maybe like... other people got it. I just I don't know. I'm just not in that world. I just needed a little bit more exposition. Just a little bit. Yeah, not even much more. I think one of my favorite Moments like everything was like done in chapters. Mm-hmm. Is I really like for some reason the uh, uh, the guy in Los Angeles that was a baller that was um, cheating on his wife with uh, his was his daughter's roommate. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> just, I don't that has got to be the scummiest thing you could possibly. Do. Well, I'm just like <sighs> besides a fool on, on your... so many levels though. I mean, like first off, like you're cheating with your daughter's friend, like. Really? The only thing that sounds worse than that is if you cheated on your wife with your stepdaughter. I feel like that's like... Well, right. But I'm just... <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like, we, we just don't live in a... Hush money doesn't exist in this world anymore. So try... Here's my company. If you just don't tell your mother. Like, she's going to tell her mother. The mother's going to find out somehow. So you might as well just stop. Right. I was getting really upset watching that. Because I'm like, she's going to tell. No matter what. And now she's going to be rich AF. <laughs> So yeah. I'm just, I don't know, but, uh, I mean, you shouldn't chew on your wife no matter what, but I was Especially like, not with your daughter's friend. Right. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, there's no way the secret's not coming out. Like someone's going to find out. Yeah, like it's just too this, close this to is home. just, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, exactly. Too close to home. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting really frustrated watching that area, that part though, but I don't know. Good. There are some really good moments. I love Sharon Stone as the uh, real estate agent. Mm. She was awesome. Meryl Streep was good. I love that segment with her at the very end. I don't want to spoil anything, but I love that part with her at the very end. Um, yeah, it was... I don't know. It's worth checking out, I'd say. I'd say, especially since if you got a Netflix subscription, it's already there. A solid, like, I think, hour and a half. Yeah, I don't know if this is quite Oscar-worthy. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I any- don't think so. Like I said, like it would, the execution would have had to like been perfect for this to be Oscar-worthy, and it's just not... Like, it's kind of like, it's got a good thing going for it, but because it, like, does, it kind of makes the gap a I mean, little It's worse. got fun parts. Like, I love when we see, first meet Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman. And then, you know, we meet them in the out kind of, like, a desert area, and then they start walking, and all of a sudden we're around cavemen, and then they start walking down this, like, tunnel, these stairs into, like, this casino. I know. It felt very Adam McKay to me. That was very cool, <laughs> just seeing all that. Very, very stylized and enjoyable overall. But yeah, I said check it out if you're interested. Watch the trailer, and you'll you'll know if it's your kind of movie or not off the trailer. Yeah, you will. All right, Daniel, what else did you see this week? Well, uh, the last thing I saw, since it 
we crossed into November. And one of my most anticipated movies of this year, I don't think I actually put it on the list because they definitely didn't have trailers for it when we made the list yet. But Frozen 2 has become something I'm really looking forward to, if nothing else, for the animation alone. My girlfriend and I decided to watch Frozen 1, or just Frozen. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, I thought you were going to do Let It Go. No. That's my favorite song in the whole movie. It's <laughs> a great song. Like, I, that one makes me laugh a lot. And, you know, I... I've only seen this once before, so rewatching it like it was nice. I needed the recap. I kind of forgot like some of the stuff that happens, but you know, we just had a good time watching it on a Sunday afternoon. And I gotta say, like, I know Let It Go is overplayed, but because I don't know any like children or anybody who plays it constantly, it hadn't ever been overused for me. Alright, alright, alright. That, that got me too. I'm just like, oh yeah, the puddle. No. But I don't know. Like, honestly, like when I was listening to Let It Go, I'm like, just listening to like how it's orchestrated, I'm like, this is actually like pretty impressive. It is a full blown like musical number. Um, so this is probably their best as far as like musicals and things go, I would say since Aladdin. It fe- well, Lion King came in second, came after Aladdin, so I'd say Lion King. It feels like as close to like an animated, like true musical as you get. Right, because I mean, like Pocahontas had the one song. Yeah, but I, I, as far as like things like Hunchback, Hercules, I, I don't remember anything from those. I mean, yeah, the Hercules has some fun songs, but yeah, I can't. I've seen Hercules a lot, and I can't tell you exactly how. Yeah, so I would say post probably since Lion King, this is probably their best musical. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm still, I'm really looking forward to the second one. Animation looks awesome. The trailers look real good. Uh, I'm definitely seeing it in 3D opening weekend. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times, not for a while. I had a girlfriend that loved this movie, so we watched it a few times. Um, but yeah, I'll be seeing the second one. The trailers look awesome, and yeah, 3D would be cool because if anything, less kids probably. That's what I'm saying. I'll see it in 3D with my girlfriend who she has a depth perception issue so 3d doesn't do anything for her but i told her i'm like i'll just buy your ticket don't even worry about it because <laughs> i just want to see how crisp that animation's gonna be yeah well cool all right so i saw a film this week i guess in light of uh, the irishman coming out here in a few weeks i decided to see some old scorsese i watched one and a half scorsese films i started watching um one from 19 uh gosh what was it 66 i believe movie is called Who's Knocking on My Door? And yeah, I only watched about half of it so far. I, I think I just wasn't in the mood for this type of movie. It's like a 1967 indie film. It's starring one Harvey Keitel, though, and Zena uh, Bethune, I think that's how you say her last name. And I got it. So it's a lot, a lot of talking head stuff, a lot of dialogue. It's very dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do a lot of cool, like, things as far as, like, cinematography to kind of just make it look more expensive than it is. I'm sure this is a super low-budget film. But, you know, it's one of his early ones getting him started. Yeah. It was very cool, though, seeing a very young, late 20s um, Harvey Keitel, though. Like, it was crazy seeing him in this. So, anyway, I turned it off, and I ended up watching Taxi Driver instead. Sweet. So, another Scorsese classic. Daniel, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I mean, it's probably been a couple months ago at this point. Okay, but anyway, I watched <laughs> Taxi Driver, and wow, was that 
an awesome movie. What a can't believe dream. I've never seen it yet, but yes, wow, was that cool? And yeah, I got there's so many good parts. I mean, the acting is great. I mean, Jodie Foster was so good in this. A little 13 year old Jodie Foster. And I got one of my favorite scenes um, was probably when they got to brunch. Yeah, I do like have a breakfast tomorrow. I usually sleep into one. Brunch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that was. But yeah, their conversation over brunch. Which did you? Get, I don't know if you saw this at all. She has her toes. She puts jam on it. She takes the sugar. I mean, she loads that thing yeah. with sugar. I'm like, holy crap, girl. I. I know it's a really good movie. Like it's just. I know it's like beating a dead horse like Taxi Driver. Actually pretty good, right? But if you've never seen it, like watch it. It's crazy. Like you won't see anything. Very well shot. It was fun seeing uh, Mark Scorsese's cameo. I don't know if you noticed it. I didn't. He is the gentleman. He was one of his passengers. He's the one that was Was spies. he the one that was going to kill his wife? Yeah, he's the one spying she... on his wife. Oh. Okay. This, he's got the as beard. As soon as he said it, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is Early Scorsese, no no glasses and beard. Okay. So, and he, he traded the beard in for specs as he got older. <laughs> Sweet. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a lot of cool moments in this movie. Uh, De Niro was, I think, 31, 32 when he filmed this. So, very young Robert yeah, De Niro. Looks even, I mean, maybe it's just because I've only known him for the most part is super old robert Grandpa de, niro. de niro yeah yeah that like when he i see them like oh he looks like a baby I, yeah. he doesn't even look 30 to me yeah i think he was 31 when they filmed it or so uh he's supposed to be 26 this character but yeah i mean it, it's crazy seeing him this young but yeah i saw taxi driver finally sweet and yeah this is streaming on netflix as well both of the movies i just talked about are streaming on netflix as well and oh and oh i almost forgot um harvey Cattell's in this one too so he's the pimp Oh, is he? Yeah, the guy with the long hair. He's great in this. Awesome. Yeah, he's got a great part. In yeah, that's Har- Harvey Keitel. And yeah, he's going to be, both of them are going to be in The Irishman coming up here. Know what I didn't realize, though? So he has long hair in this. Know what it hit me? I did not know this because I just, you know, as a kid didn't know who this was. Harvey Keitel is the antagonist in Monkey Trouble. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. That's him. That's hilarious. <laughs> Just a weird... So, in 1994, he was in a Monkey Trouble, as well as a little movie called Pulp Fiction. That's hilarious. <laughs> just playing two sides of the coin. Just completely polar opposite, like, genres. And, like, age ranges, too. It's right. Like, awesome. Yeah, he was the wolf <laughs> in uh, Pulp Fiction. And then, I don't know, I remember what this character was in the Organ Grinder and... <laughs> Monkey Boy trouble. Here. Yeah, he's he's just a weird circus dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, that I think well, let's wrap it up here. We've been kind of going on for a little bit. Was this week's other junk we saw? Let's get into our main movie on tap: Terminator, Dark Fate. Insert Terminator theme song. Oh, I will. You're welcome. <laughs> just when you're editing, you'll be like just. <laughs> I wonder what this sounds like on there. All right, Daniel. We are here to finally talk about a new sequel to the Terminator franchise. Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, man. So, were you excited for this one? No. No? I mean, going up to it, I know people are like, man, new Terminator. I'm like, okay. 
It's like, we've been through this, guys. We haven't seen a good Terminator movie in decades. Like, even Terminator 3, which is made closest to the Terminator 1 and 2, nobody likes. Then they made Salvation. Yep. Nobody liked that. Then they made Genesis. Nobody liked that. So you're trying to, somebody's trying to get me on the hype train. I'm like, why would I be? We have, proof is in the pudding. Like, the first two Terminators, golden. Everything else after that has been a rehash, except for technically Salvation. The only other Terminator, like, (laughs) the only other Terminator, like, property that I've enjoyed, or at least remember enjoying, was the Sarah Connors Chronicles, which only went on for, like, a season or two. Yeah, I think it had two seasons? But that was the only one that really did anything new. I just remember uh, David Silver was in that one. Yeah. So From uh, 90210. So going into it, didn't care. I think I would have been super pissed watching this movie had I actually cared. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so going going in here, I've loved this franchise for a while as far as um, the first two films go. I remember... Funny story, I remember buying these on VHS, or at least asking Dad if I could buy them on VHS when I was probably middle of high school. And he was like, yeah, no, that's fine. He's like, I don't care if you own these movies, just don't let your brother watch them. Just bullshit. (laughs) should have seen them when I was like 10. I would have rather watched Terminator than Edward Scissorhands, that's for damn sure. You would have been like seven at the time. Whatever, I probably would. Six or seven. I probably wouldn't have appreciated them, but actually I probably would have been like, this is so cool. My brother said to me, watch something I shouldn't be able to watch. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was the only promises I had to make sure <clears throat> you didn't watch them. But yeah, I mean, I have loved this the first two movies for years now. I mean, a couple decades now. I've loved Terminator 1, Terminator 2. Anytime either one of these is played in a theater nearby, I've gone and seen them. I mean, just this last summer, I saw Terminator 1 on the big screen. It's so fun. So much fun. Dude, yeah, we've seen. I've seen both Terminator 1 and 2 with you at a theater. Yeah. And yeah, coming up, you know, I thought I was gonna watch all of them, but coming up to this one, I, you know, I saw the one in theaters Why during during the summer. <laughs> I saw Terminator Two, probably like a week later on back at home, and yeah, I just just didn't get around to watching the others. I actually I watched Terminator Three the other night just because I don't think I'd watched that one since theaters. It's okay. It's got its moments, but Did storytelling. You? I hate the guy that plays John Connor in that one. In the third I, one, I forget his name, but I, the actor's name, but I just. Do not like him whatsoever. Like he just does not have charisma or anything. No. Yeah, you're right. I just no. And uh, what was the girl's? I don't even remember her name. I don't know. Just preparing for this, I just watched the Wayne's World cameo, yeah. <laughs> which is an excellent cameo. Have you seen this boy? It's <laughs> just so good. So funny. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's just a, it's just a franchise that went out a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know. They just haven't been able to do a good sequel for whatever reason, and all fans really want to see is we want to go into the future war at this point. Yeah, and the only one that you get a little itty bit of is Salvation, mm-hmm. and that one's not the execution of that one was not good. Yeah, need a better someone better on the concept uh, art side of things and directing all together i feel like the closest i've gotten to see the future war or what i imagine to be the future war in terminator is uh when you see like the desolation that cable in deadpool 2 comes back from to 
the present day. That mm-hmm. felt like, I'm like, okay, this is kind of like Terminator esque. He's got a robotic arm and everything. Cool. Kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that's what I imagine it to kind of be, but I want that full blown. All right. So, what were kind of your general thoughts? We, we got your going in thoughts. What were your general thoughts? I mean, were you like, this is so cool? Or were you just like, oh, gosh. Well, okay. My general thoughts are if you're going in expecting a great Terminator movie, don't fucking bother. Uh, if you're going in wanting to just see an over-the-top action movie, there's something in here for you. And, like, it's it's hard for me. Like, I want to hate this movie, but because I did not have any expectation and the fact that Terminator has proved itself as a dead franchise two or three times already, I probably would have hated this movie if, like, if we had, like, a bunch of good Terminator movies and then this movie... I'd be fucking hating on this movie for days. But the fact that I'm just like Terminator hasn't been good since the second one. That's widely accepted by his whole fan community. It's just kind of like it is what it is. Right. I never saw Genesis, but I heard nothing but pretty bad things about it overall. Like it was just like, I mean, I remember the trailers for it too. Just thinking like, what the hell? Like, so we got back in 1984, old Arnie and young Arnie. Uh, We got, um, Sarah Connor, but now she's a badass like she is at the end of T two. But it's nineteen eighty four. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I just need to watch the movie and I'll know what's going on. But I was just like, the hell. Time travel rarely ever gets executed well. Well, and like I don't know. You have that one. I remember that one guy in the trailer was supposed to be Kyle Reese, and I'm like, that is not Kyle Reese, like whatsoever. Like I don't know. And that was one thing that just makes the first one so great, though, is Kyle Reese. As yeah. a character, like I love him. Michael Bean played him to the bone, and he is so good in that role. And I just, I don't know. Just Terminator One and Two. Sarah Connor has a just glorious story arc. I love that she is mm-hmm. such a badass. Um, up there with Ripley. She's up there with Ripley. Yeah, no, they're there's badasses like all around, and I I love it. Um, so yeah, this new one. General thoughts. I, um, this franchise needs to be laid to rest. Like it just needs to be taken out to the back and shot. You mean it needs to be terminated? Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of things made me angry. I, I guess we'll go into spoilers here in a little bit. But yeah, overall, this movie made me pretty angry for the most part. It had some good action moments per se. But overall, it's just eh, lay it to rest. I liked at least one of the new characters that they showed us. Um, the one played by uh, Mackenzie Davis. I actually liked her character quite a bit. Okay. And uh, we'll get more into that, probably in spoilers. I mean, I, we'll probably spoil the shit out of this thing in a couple minutes. Like, there's really not much to talk about. No, uh, well, that's the thing. Hard to spoil because, again... We've all the, seen the story. We've all seen the story, and this has literally been, like, what, the third, fourth, fifth rehash of the same, like, we got to prevent a war, so I have to protect you from the thing. And we've seen it four times. Two things already. are set back in time. Something to kill someone and someone to protect that person. That's Terminator 1. It's Terminator 2. Terminator 3? Uh, Salvation? No, we skipped that one. But then we go to Genesis. Boom. Yes. And now we have another one. So this is <laughs> this is the fifth time. I mean, what the hell, really? Can we just move on? And again, just future war? I, I, I don't know. Should we go into spoilers? I mean, like I, I was pretty pissed early on in the first five minutes. And I think most people listening probably know why. Uh, but yeah, I, again, I, I liked Mackenzie Davis's character, Grace. But... Let's just go to the future war and let's have her in the future war as part of a team. Because she was a cool character. And I would say out of the new character, she had the most development. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed her. Um, Natalia 
Ray's Danny character. I think she was fine. Um, Linda Hamilton as old Sarah Connor was okay. Not as I wasn't as excited. Like I should have been more excited to see her again. I just wasn't. No, I mean, why would you be after the intro? <laughs> no, and that's the thing. We'll talk about that too. I, I, I don't know. I think we're just. Gonna what, to... what's, our, what's our friend Jeremy called? Jeremy, what's his last name? Jeremy Johns. Jeremy Johns on YouTube. He talks about it perfectly. Is like we wanted to do a new Terminator movie for a new generation, but we and this ain't going to do anything with the old movie, except for it is going to do something with the old movie because we can't move on without nostalgia to get other people's butts in seats. So we need to have nostalgia in it, even though this is a brand new Terminator movie for a new generation. It's just it's just a mess. It's what it's just what you see when Hollywood like Hollywood decides to reboot stuff. Like we'll give you a ton of ham-fisted nostalgia to get you in the seats, but you're not going to really like what you see after that. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's kind of what they did with Star Wars. Well, that's kind of what they did with Star Wars. It's what they did with the Ghostbusters. Like, this isn't connected, but we have two of the Ghostbusters in it. One of them actually talking about ghosts and having prior knowledge of ghosts. It's like, like if you want to be separate, separate it. But don't, like, don't try and do the middle ground, because that never seems to work. No. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of frustrations, and... I don't know, I'm just tired of seeing this like whole time travel of like someone's gonna go kill somebody or you have a protector. And again, why are you gonna go kill her in like her early twenties? Why not just go back and like to her birthday and the second she's born just put a bullet in the head? Because people don't want to see people kill babies, but it also makes the most logical sense. Right. And you would think <laughs> an AI would make do something logical. You would think. Like would the think. most logical. You ever seen war games? Super logical. I mean, so well, before we go to spoilers here, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, so we're in a, a new feature, you know, so Judgment Day, you know, Skynet has been destroyed. Well, then Google comes up and has their own kind of AI, which, you know, that's expected. Right. What did they call it? Legion? Uh, I don't remember something. I don't know. I, I saw this movie like three days ago, Jordan. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> it, but essentially, you know, I'm just saying Google because you know that's the big tech thing we got going on right now. So it's like, let's just say Google comes up with their own AI, which I'm sure they will in the future. And another, they you know find humanity a threat, and another war breaks out. And so yeah, here we are again with like, well, we gotta yeah. It's like just switch. It's like you switched all the names and changed the characters up a little bit, but it's still the same setup. Yep. And not. Can we go into spoilers here, just so I can really let's just let's just go into spoilers. All right, so we're gonna go into spoilers, and like right now, so you've been warned. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. They kill John Connors in the five minutes. In five minutes. (laughs) <laughs> in the first five minutes so i love how this starts out though we see linda hamilton the old footage of her talking to the camera talking to the psychiatrist right talking about judgment Which day and everything end of t2. you know trying to get us all emotional about how kids turned into or like leaves blowing around when the nuclear blast hit we're just we're just and, like bags it's just and around. so it's starting with that i was like okay 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 maybe maybe and then we switched to a scene on a beach with 1998 four years after judgment day and we got Linda Hamilton, young Linda Hamilton on a beach, and young John Connor, which personally, he should have looked a little older because he's still 10 in that. He should have been a little older. Right. But we got young Edward Furlong, which, if that's all CGI, holy cow. Talk about come a long ways. Yeah, I mean, like, definitely, before we start bitching, the de-aging CGI looks better. Like, we've seen it. Well, like- I don't even think they use Edward Furlong at all. 
because he didn't say anything. I well, okay. his voice would have been different. Anyway, right. I don't think he used Edward Furlong at all. But John Connors and um, I'm sure he grew in height too. Yeah, John Connors and Sarah Connors look exactly the same at the end of T2. Yep, which yeah. is cool. And again, my complaint about that is like make him look more like 14. Anyway, small complaint compared to what's coming next. All of a sudden, we see a young Arnie come up and just shotgun blast. John, uh, John Connor right in the chest. Kill him. There's so many things that bothered me about this, Daniel. One, it's like, all right, you're... First off, where the hell did he come from? Because, yeah, seriously, where the hell did he come from? He's, he's a Terminator. He just comes out of nowhere. Comes out of trees, man. I know, but like... I just don't... So, But Skynet is destroyed in and of itself. So is, is this the new whatever legacy or legion, whatever the fuck the new ai is called is that them sending in terminator back to 1998 that just so happens to have the exact same model and fucking like looks exactly like the terminator like arnold right yeah so yeah apparently i don't know so that bugged me another thing that bugged me too is why didn't he put a bullet in sarah connor she was putting bullets in him i mean john connor is the target sure but anything that stands in your way you're gonna kill too she was putting bullets in the back of him why didn't he turn around shotgun blast her in the face plus technically if John Connors is the leader of humanity. Then she just has another kid. You know? It's just... So why wouldn't you just kill both? It seems like you would need... That made no sense to me at all. Why would you... Because kills him. You know, maybe throws her. But then she's like crying with her dead son. He walks off into the sunset. But yeah, why wouldn't you kill both of them? You made no sense. I mean, he is a lethal machine that will... I mean, Kyle Reese gets into it. Yeah. Like, the Terminator does, shows no mercy. It has no conscience. It's gonna. It's got a mission, and it's going to fulfill it. Exactly. It wouldn't have shot up the police station if it was, you know, when it was looking for Sarah Connor in the first one. Right. It literally just, like... Even the guy was just like, who are you? He just fucking kills everybody because he's a Terminator. He yep. terminates. He doesn't leave survivors. <sighs> For the most part. So that bugged me so much. And then, so, so yeah, I mean, I know he, we, you know, in T2, he says he can't self-terminate, and that's why he has to have John Connor and Sarah lower him into the uh, schmalting, whatever stuff, lava stuff. Yeah, molten metals. Yes. So he can't self-terminate. However, you would almost think that they program, like, if you fulfill your mission, you can self-terminate. Your mission's complete, self-terminate. Yeah, or you just shut down or something. Or something. But no, instead he's like, well, I've killed people. Now I'm going to go get a wife, have a kid, and be an interior de- designer. Yep. And I'm just like, the yep. hell? <laughs> you think that's just like dumb, like people making fun of the movie. No, that that happened. That's what we got. I'm just like, what the? My name is Carl. The hell? forgot his name was his name carl was it really yes his I name was carl was the terminator's name is carl oh jesus oh my gosh i, I forgot about that because i'm like oh it's a t-800 and or arnold schwarzenegger fucking carl yeah I just, oh my gosh i just like what no 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 and like, like uh sarah connor says i'm never gonna call you carl and i'm like me either no, uh, but he. It's, the thing is, that Arnold really didn't have to be in this movie at all. Like his Terminator did not have to be in this whatsoever. But they needed him to be in the trailer. But they needed him in the trailer to get butts in seats. So I'm like, if you're bringing back Sarah Connors, then you gotta 
bring back the original. Well, Terminator. And that's the thing. We want to see Sarah Connor and Arnold Schwarzenegger together on the big screen. But the thing is, I mean, but again, we're like, but we want to move away to a new generational of stuff. But yet we need we need rely on the past to make it work to get butts in seats. It's, just, oh, it's so frustrating. It's just one of those things that's just like you needed them to put the butts in the seats. But at the same time, if you're gonna put them in the movie, have a story that facilitates them being in the movie. It right. doesn't really do that at all. Definitely no. not for Arnie. No, why, why don't we? I I don't mind. Uh, you know, Sarah Connor's a you know, age gracefully. Why not? You know, she's just become more of a badass. But uh, why not just we go into the future war and like her and John are running a team and we run into characters like Danny and Grace. Yeah. Because I again I like the Grace character. I thought she was really cool. And when they showed flash forwards of her from I guess she was from 1942. Mm-hmm. When they showed flash forwards of her kicking ass and with a team of people, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. But that reminded me of Alita Battle Angel when we see like them fight on the moon. Yeah. Where I was like, shit, yeah, I want that. Yeah, a little bit of that. Although I did overall like Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. Way more than I like this but movie I want, for and, sure. So like and she's part of one thing I didn't understand too is like she gets injured and they take her in. Is it was it then and there that they just like put all the robotic stuff inside her? So I'm like, we're in the, so. in the middle of a battle and we have time for this. I'm like, you're going to just like heal her wounds, aren't you? You're not going to like have time for all this kind of intense surgery. Apparently she's just super important. So they're just like, we're just going to put this shit inside of you. And the thing is like, are there other people in the future like that too that have been enhanced? They don't really say. Like they introduce some concepts, but they don't do enough to flesh it out to make it intriguing. I guess like, or no. I don't know. This whole movie is just a, a letdown if you got excited. If you're like me, I want to hate it, but I can't because I didn't care about it. Yeah. I would have to care. I, for one, don't give two <laughs> craps about it for the most part. There were some entertainment aspects, but no, there's so many things that bothered me. Like, Danny should have been killed so many times in this movie. They, like, yeah, that's something you don't expect to see in a Terminator movie is Fast and the Furious level ridiculousness. I mean, it was that's what I love about the first one, too. It's all grounded. Yes, you got a robot from the future, but it's all grounded. I mean, it's grounded as it can be from, like you said, robot from the future. But it is. Robot it's, from it's the totally future is. can totally kill a ton of cops in a police station. I don't even think you can put that in a movie anymore. Again, what, <laughs> again, what made the first one so good, though, is you have, you know, According to Kyle Reese, you know this war. This war was going on. Humans won the war thanks to the leadership of your son. Humans won the war against the machines. As a last ditch effort, they sent one back in time to kill you before you ever have him. I went back in time also to try and stop him, but you know it's a last ditch roll the dice effort that the machines made. Right. So the fact that somehow they get to send and, and that just made that made for one glorious movie. And then we almost don't need a sequel to the first one, but T two comes around. And I, I got to say, what I like about T2 is I could tell James Cameron did in T2. Everything he wished he could have done in T1, he did in T2. Because right. he actually had the technology for it and around that time. Exactly. But it's still, overall, a pretty good, solid sequel. Great action moments. They destroy Skynet. It's got some cool stuff in it. Yeah, it does. So, And it, there's a lot of good expositions for our story development. They developed the story a little further in that one. They should have just left it alone. No, or they're... give us the future war that we want. Yeah. But James Cameron style, like, because I love, like, the footage you see in, like, the beginning of uh, T2. Yeah. Just, I don't know, James Cameron knew how to execute that stuff really well. 
Yeah, because when they're coming out of the water and shooting around on the beach, it looks so fake. Yeah. But I went back and watched like the beginning of T2, the future of Warren T2, and when you got actual like, you know, like physical metal things that are standing there. Yeah. It just looks so much more intimidating. It is. And when it, you know it's CGI, you're just not as intimidated. That's the thing. Yeah. It's just the thing. Is I would like this series to be over, but if they're going to make another one, just I want to see a full-blown future war. You see John Connor's leading the resistance and, and now another timeline. Well, and we didn't have to kill John Connor off at all. Again, we could like go in the future war, and we could have we could have Danny. She could be leading another team, and you know her and Grace could still meet up, and it could be great. But I don't know. Instead of we're gonna come do this whole time travel thing again with the Terminator and Protector, I just don't understand why you'd want to rehash the same thing again. That's what I don't understand. What are you either. gonna do different? Like Tim Miller directed Deadpool, great movie, but what that was different because we'd had gotten that he got to do something different, and then he went over to Terminator and he did the same thing that every other terminator movie I, I just don't understand how james cameron would be like yeah let's do this again let's do this story all over again but but this time it's for a new generation but we need to have linda hamilton and schwarzenegger in it though to get other older butts in seats i know we're getting to like a broken record territory but it's just it's it, not good no. if you want to see an action movie it's a passable action movie if you want to see a terminator movie watch the first two yeah i overall didn't hate it and yeah, we'll, we'll start closing up here. Overall, I did not hate it. It had a couple moments, but there was too much ridiculousness going on. Like, again, Danny like should have died so many times. Like, when the Hummer is like falling down the waterfall, she should have just been knocked the fuck out and drowned. Yeah. The plane should have died up there. The only people that survive those types of things are the people from Fast and the Furious. Yeah. That's it. That is it. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, that's just frustration after frustration. I'm just makes me look forward to Doctor Sleep next week even more. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, okay, cool, cool. All right. Well, you know, overall, entertainment wise, I would still give this a six out of ten. It's still got some entertaining moments for as an action film goes. So here's some positives. I know we sound like negative. I did like seeing Linda Hamilton again. I did enjoy the Mackenzie Davis Grace character. Uh, there was a couple action scenes that were pretty cool. Mainly, I think the one on the bridge was pretty tight for the most part. That first in the beginning of the movie. And I don't know. I guess it was cool seeing the T-800 fighting in the end there. I was actually, yeah. they had, Schwarzenegger was in this movie way more than I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be just a quick cameo. Right. He was in this a lot more in that third act than I thought he was going to be. So yeah, and, you know, inside the uh, water dam, there was some pretty cool fighting in there. Yeah. So again, there's some positive, but o- overall though, since we're recycling the same damn story over and over and over, and just changing a few faces, I give this movie a solid D. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna give it an F. Did not care about it. Cool action film, but we get those all the time. And unfortunately, like, Terminator movies have been, like, solid Ds and Fs since Terminator 2. Yeah, and and since, like, T3, I feel like they've just gotten more over the top, more over the top, more over the top, and just become ridiculous. And what made the first ones great is the groundedness. The groundedness, exactly. So just take the technology that makes the T-800 look real and just ground it. 
That's all you need to do. That's for it. For some reason, they keep fucking it up. Yep. All right. Well, that is our review of Terminator Dark Fate. Um, yeah, I know there's people out there that love it, and that's fine. Like, you're allowed to have your own opinion and like it. We, that, It's fine. Uh, we just, for people that grew up with the originals, especially myself, who is, you know, known, again, 20 years, I just didn't care for this. Nope. No, thanks. All right. Well, on that note, Daniel, why don't we move on to some gambling? All right. So last week, what did we gamble on here? We gambled on, was it Terminator itself? No, it was uh, Harriet. Harriet. Because right. we didn't want to gamble on Terminator because we're like, well, it's probably going to be shit. So let's just keep an open mind. Because if we saw the Rotten Tomato score, I'm sure we would have been like, well, it's going to be shit. <laughs> so for Harriet, I remember, do you remember what you put? I know what I put. Yes, I put 85% and Jordan put 95%. And at the time of recording, Harriet was at a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Well, hopefully some more critics saw it and gave some thumbs up. And it's in the 90s. <laughs> Let me... Oh. Damn, I had some good ones I was going to sign you if I win. Yep. So as of recording... Which is interesting. Okay. So as of recording, uh, total count of reviews is 147. And it went, uh, it went up. Oh wait, no, it didn't. Sorry, it's still at it's at seventy three percent. Ah, all right. Well, Daniel wins. It's at seventy three percent. But interesting, the audience score of almost four thousand reviews is ninety seven percent. So people are liking the movie, but seventy three percent for critic review. Okay. So this week we got. A couple movies here. We got Doctor Sleep, Jojo Rabbit. Actually, why don't we bid on Midway? Yeah, let's bet on Midway. So Midway, director of Independence Day, doing a World War II Pearl Harbor movie. Wait, the first one or the second Independence Day? First. Okay, that changes it up a little bit. Hmm. Okay. I don't think this movie is necessarily going to be trashed, but the thing, when I sit in the theater and watch the trailer, everything just looks so CGI. Yeah. It and just looks like everything we've seen before. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a complete failure, but I could, I might be giving it too much credit. I said 57. Okay. Well, we gave it about the same amount of credit. I just gave it a 60. Okay. So Jordan so fifty seven, yeah. It's just like you see these movies come and go all the time. It's like we're mm-hmm. telling a story that nobody really knows about, and then they just fuck it up one way or the other. <laughs> so it just turns into some in- uninteresting mess. Like anyway, so I think the only one that recently like kind of pulled it off was Dunkirk because that's Christopher Nolan. That's mm-hmm. a whole different ball game. Yeah. Oh. That's not the right midway. <laughs> 1976 midway apparently was not well received. No. Hopefully we can squeeze in Dr. Sleep and Jojo Rabbit because I would love to talk about that one. Yes. So as of right now, midway has nothing on the tomato meter. Oh, great. No. Well, I mean, that's good for me because that probably means it. But how shit is it? 3% will tell the difference. 
So, all right. Well, we'll find out next week. All right. So Daniel has to sign me a movie this week here. Got any ideas? Damn. Okay. I just want to mention this opens in two days and there's no critic scores. Yeah. No, that's bad. That is. <laughs> that's a good sign for me, but bad sign for uh, the movie. Anybody who actually wanted to watch it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Well, so I definitely won. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Jordan and I had been talking and you had checked off a couple of things. You're talking about how you checked out some stuff off of your AFI top 100. Oh, that's right. You know, I forgot to mention I watched Silence of the Lambs for the first time, but I'll, oh, yeah. maybe I'll talk about that next week. Maybe. So I'm like, well, I was thinking of like looking for stuff that's streaming and I was trying to get some ideas. I'm like, oh, you know, this is streaming on Amazon. Um and it's on the AFI Top 100. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen Chinatown? With Jack Nicholson? Yes. Yes. Not for a long time, but I've seen it. Well, shit. I mean, maybe I could watch it. I barely remember it, so maybe I could watch it again to refresh myself. If you want to rewatch Chinatown, that's what I decided. Okay. Well, I got to say, I do barely remember it, so if has you want to assign like, me that. Has it been like 20 years? It's probably I probably haven't seen it since college. Yeah. It's either that or making you watch The Shining, but we also recently saw that because I'm trying to seen that. trying to squeeze in The Shining before Doctor Sleep. I've seen that. Yeah. Well, it's probably been 15 plus years since I saw Chinatown, so and I there's not a ton to remember. So yeah, if you want me to watch China, you want me to watch Chinatown? Sure, let's do it. Chinatown it is, and it's streaming on Amazon, you said. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right, well, let's wrap it up here, Daniel. I think that's it for that's all the Terminator Dark Fate I want to talk. That's it. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. Share it with friends and family. That'll get our um, ratings up. And, yeah, we will... Uh, Daniel, where can they find us? You can find us online on movies underscore brews on instagram and twitter let us know what you thought of dark fate loved it hated it you think terminator's been done for a while or you still want to see a good terminator movie come out i would love to see a good one come out i just don't think they can do okay. it okay let's do you think they'll put out a good terminator movie you think we'll ever get the future war let us know all right so yeah i gotta get out here do you know i gotta go see some uh good fellows in theaters oh yeah you gotta go all right Well, thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.